Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Bold Beautiful Borderline podcast. My name is Lori, and as always, I'm here with Sarah, who is absolutely incredible. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, the benefits that we find of exercise on our mental health. Uh, Before we get started, I wanted to thank our latest two Patreon subscribers, uh, Lottie and Olivia. Thank you so much for your support. We're super excited to get to know you better. And we have some extra content coming. We just finished recording a ridiculous bonus episode for our Patreon people. So hope you enjoy it. And thank you so much. I'm interested in this conversation um, about exercise and how it helps our mental health for a couple of reasons, but maybe I'll, first of all, we've had people request this topic like a hundred thousand times and we've just never recorded it, but I'm still kind of working through some like treatment pieces about my own stuff. And one of the things that we were taught about was the concept of recharging activities, which was like things that you can do to make yourself feel more energized and like happier. And for some reason, that was a concept that like I'd never heard that kind of wording before, which I thought was really interesting. And so I've been trying really hard to like kind of incorporate that into my daily life and like realize like what my recharging activities are. And I mean, exercise is clearly one. So like sometimes in the middle of the afternoon, yeah, I walk like a lot and I can either have a nap or I can go for a walk. But like, if I, if I have a nap, it sounds counterintuitive, but like I end up waking up feeling like shittier and more tired. Whereas if I just go for like a 15 minute walk, I can just feel like a million times better. And I know you run and you used to teach spin, didn't you? Yeah. God, I miss it so much. Oh, the pandemic shut down the studio I was teaching at. Hmm. Um, so it's clearly important for your mental health too, though. Oh, exercise has always been. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up playing like pretty competitive softball and soccer. I'm the only person in my family that didn't get a college scholarship to play a sport that's a different story, but I experienced a sexual assault my junior year that kind of just took me off of like a traditional exercise team sport path. Mm -hmm. But yeah, exercise has always been a huge part of my life. I don't know a life without training for something really, except for like my early twenties when I was a really bad drunk, but. Do you find for you exercise comes in patterns. Whereas like if you, for whatever reason, like you injure yourself or you're on vacation or whatever, and you don't exercise for a certain amount of time, it's really hard for you to like remind yourself that it's good for you. Or do you kind of crave it the whole time? I do there. I, uh, I think there are always seasons for me, but I think even my baseline of like what low activity is, is maybe other people's kind of like average. Because like when I was a kid growing up, I traveled every weekend out of state all summer long to play sports. Like I did my homework on planes, getting back from like college recruiting tournaments and all of that stuff. So like even the last few years, I ran a half marathon every month all year. Right. Um, And that's not something like I didn't do sports as a kid at all. So I didn't do choir or whatever your kinds of drama or fuck. I would have loved drama, but nobody gave that to me as an option. Um, I never did drama either, but I mean, my life is so full of drama that <laughs> don't you think we would have been so fucking good, dude, put me in as Annie, put me in. Um, <laughs> I would have loved but, it. Yeah. Off, but yeah. 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 So like I have seasons, like right now I'm kind of starting to get back into the swing of things. Like I'm, I'm in the very early stages of a marathon training cycle and I feel like really out of shape, but I also recognize out of shape from 
me as different than other people because of the high expectations that were placed on me as a child that I've really internalized. Yeah, totally. I mean, and I think anybody, is it a half marathon or a full that you're training for? A full. Oh my God. I have a friend kind of similar, I think probably to some of your like history in life who does marathons as well. And like, you know, her, yeah, her out of shape is like running 20 kilometers. Oh shit. You guys do uh, a mar- okay. a marathon one is to 3.1. So well, a marathon- 20 kilometers would be probably like seven miles. How long is a marathon? 26.2 miles. Okay. And it's 44.4 kilometers. I think 42.4 kilometers. Anyways, doesn't matter. She runs a shitload. So her out of shape is like still way more in shape than other people. And like, at the end of the day, I think when I ran a lot, I realized that it doesn't need to be about speed necessarily. Like it's, oh, I found fuck I, no, I'm so slow. <laughs> yeah. But I found the running community is actually like relatively good about that. Like I don't run anymore because I had a lot of stupid injuries that I ran on and then like screwed up for a long time. And also time. running is not good for you. No, totally. And I actually thought about starting again yesterday. And then I was like, you know what? I love walking so much. I may as well just like save my joints. Walk, bike, hike, swim. Yeah. Anything that's like, those are the things, but running is terrible for you. And I have two bulging discs and an annular tear and a chiropractor was like, you have to have, you're going to have to have back surgery. You should not run. But I just, I can't, I can't, maybe that's the borderline in me. I just can't give it up right now. Yeah. I mean, could be borderline, could be just stubborn. (laughs) I was going to say like kind of inherent addiction mentality. I I, I find that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that, yeah, exercise is healthy, but like you can for sure be addicted to exercise. <laughs> I've been there. I'm sure you've been there and that's, it can be good and bad. Do you find, so <laughs> we have this kind of like running commentary at our house of, I go for a walk and I come back or I do yoga for like half an hour and, I, and I'm done. And I'm like, Oh, like I feel so freaking good. Like that's the best feeling in the world. Like I'm just on this like high for like half an hour at least. And Aaron like goes for a walk and comes back and is like, yeah, I don't know. It feels all right. But that's so just like neurotypical, right? Yeah. But like, is Andrew the same? Like, does he experience, I mean, I, I experience Andrew doesn't express anything big or small. (laughs) <laughs> he just doesn't express <laughs> they're just they're just like he's like yeah I love you you know right but like do you think that he feels runners high exercise high that absolutely I, not I you do though right only in good moments not often oh really oh shit mm-hmm. I don't so this is maybe the difference like I do not exercise when I'm angry I cannot go run when I'm angry. I cannot go run when I'm sad. I can't even really like go work out when I'm elated. I just, it's a maintenance thing and it's a responsibility thing, but it's not a big part of how I regulate big or strong emotions. It's definitely maintenance emotion regulation for me. It's just a part of daily life that I have to do. And I know that if it's been like, three or four days since I've done it, shit is going to be wonky, but like, 
it's not in my crisis plan. If my subjective units of distress are high to like, go do some sprints. I have to nap. I'm not going to walk. Right. That's just, that's not how it is for me. Interesting. Like I definitely napping is a hundred percent, like one of the things that I, that I do and need to do. But I think for me, if I can get myself to go walk or whatever, do yoga, I will feel so much better. One time Aaron and I got in an argument and by Aaron and I got in an argument, I mean, I probably got in you an picked argument. the biggest fight in the entire world. Yeah. Like, it, well, I don't even remember what it was about, but we go to the same gym obviously. And we take classes at the same gym well, pre COVID, but so we got in this argument and I like stormed off. Cause that's what I do. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to go to our weightlifting class by myself. And I'm going to be like super proud of myself for like, that's how I'm going to regulate my emotions, show up at this fucking class. And Aaron's there too. And I'm like, <laughs> how did you not know he was going to be there? I just assumed that if I wasn't, if we weren't going together, that he wouldn't go because he doesn't get the same joy out of exercising as I was. But I guess we were both mad. So we both decided to go to exercise to feel better. And then we ended up just awkwardly, like on the other side of the room. You guys are an embarrassment to mankind. I can fucking imagine this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to not look at each other and shit. And like everybody at our gym knows that we're together, right? And so it's just, it was, anyway, it's really embarrassing. At the same time, after that, other than the fact that I was cringing the entire hour that I was there, I did feel better, right? I just, I think for me, maintenance is ideal, um, especially because I just sit all day for work and it just makes me oh my God, so antsy right? and miserable. Fuck, man. They're honestly- they're, a fidget toy? No, I'm not like, I don't fidget. I, I just to. go for I'm a walk. Me! I'm like, oh God, I can't. I need like rings and I need like- mm. I have to mute myself and snap pens while I'm listening to my clients talk. <laughs> you know what? You should get one of those weird treadmill things that you can like have under your desk that you can just walk on all day. I, want I actually, so I'm actually like trying. Yeah. I, I don't want a treadmill like that, but what I want is they make these like fucking plastic things that you can set on top of the Peloton that'll like mm. connect to the handlebars and make a desk so I could just like very slowly move my legs on the bike while I see my clients that's really what I just need to commit to getting but I keep trying to tell myself I'll like I'll get better at this no right yeah I mean if you if you have a peloton or whatever like that would be ideal for sure I just a I don't have room and b enjoy walking outside so much (laughs) that like I just yeah if I had a house, I would do it. I just don't. I almost never walk. So it's like really interesting that you love to walk. Cause I, I don't walk Nova. Hmm. I take her to the dog park and I let her run and I run her, but I don't walk. Right. Her. I don't walk. I didn't. Unless use- I'm walking. Like if I, when I lived in the city, I would walk up the street to go to coffee shops and to the farmer's market. And I would walk to the park and I would like walk to the bar, but like. I'm yeah. not like a, let's meet up and walk. No. Oh my God. I love it. I know. I know I would probably, but I used to think walking was so stupid because I used to run all the time. So I'd be like, why would I, why would I walk if I can run? But like, honestly, walking is so awesome. <laughs> like a lot of the time I'll like get on the phone with somebody and just like talk to them for an hour and just go for a walk. Maybe I'm an old lady, but I mean, we already do that. So no, I don't think that's an old, la- I think that's very healthy. I think part of my thing is like the 
serious black and white nature of like, unless I'm out there logging miles and I get to write it down and start and stop my Garmin, like I'm going to be, I'll be in bed, dude. <laughs> so I, yeah. And actually my counselor does get mad at me for that <laughs> because I have an Apple watch. And so like, I do track all my shit and yeah. I, it's so dangerous. Yeah, totally. Um, however, I have been working very hard to make sure that I'm going for a walk because I, it makes me feel better not going for a walk because I want to burn a certain amount of calories or because I feel like I need to punish myself or because it'll make my legs look better or whatever it is. I just go because it makes me feel good. And that's it. Trying to shift that mindset. And I used to, I don't know, do you have an Apple watch? I can't remember. I think you do, but you never charge it. I never use it. I only have it on because my Garmin died today. So I used it on my run, but I, I like, this was an impulsive buy because I thought I actually really did like it when I taught spin, this was really nice Mm -hmm. when I taught spin because the spin, this is why I bought it. Cause the spin bikes are not like my Peloton. So this would calculate my heart rate and stuff Mm -hmm. um, while I was spinning. Um, but now because I don't teach spin, I'm not in a spin studio because of the pandemic. This is a fucking pointless piece of shit that I hate, but you're welcome to mail it to me. <laughs> but Dude, <no. laughs> if I wasn't making monthly payments on this, like on Verizon or whatever, cause that's the mm. way they do it. They're just like, Oh, I'll connect it to your, cause I have my iPad and my phone and my watch all on the same thing. So it's all a mm. part of my, it's all a part of my Verizon account. If I didn't have it on Verizon, I would, cause I don't use it. Yeah. Well, so they have like the, the rings, right? Like the move ring and the exercise ring and whatever. And so, yeah, I used to have obsession about not letting myself go without closing my rings and my counselor and I had to work really hard on that. Now I'm way better. I try and close them because I moving makes me feel better. But at the same time, like if I don't, I don't, it's not the end of the world. Whereas like I used to get up if I realized I hadn't closed or move ring, I would like get up at like 1145 at night and like go for a walk by myself. And that was part of why this episode feels hard for me to talk about or is because my relationship with exercise has been very disordered for a really long time. And my relationship with exercise, the only part of healthy exercise I've ever had has been running any other like form of cardio or weightlifting or whatever in the past, I would obsessively count and use as a way of like changing my body. But when I was deep in my eating disorder um, was when I first started training for my first half. So it was like 22 and um, or 23 maybe. And very quickly realized if I wanted to run, I couldn't starve. And so it was the thing that like really forced me to start eating again and taking care of my health was like, if I'm going to run, I have to eat. Um, so my relationship with running has been a huge preventative factor for me, but I know other forms of exercise are easily one that I will use to kind of manipulate. So I don't track them and I don't try to do them on any kind of routine except for just what feels good. That's awesome though. I can guarantee you there's so many listeners that have been at both of those stages. We, if both of us have, chances are a lot of our listeners have, and like being able to kind of get to the point where it's like, oh, it's because it helps me feel good and it helps me feel regulated. That's why I'm doing it. Um, yeah. To honor. Yeah. And totally actually. Yeah. You're like honor or honor your body with movement is what you say all the time. Right. Like yeah. was a really helpful piece in my transition 
into like being able to look at it that way. So I really like, I'm really grateful for you for that. Yeah. Well, you should be grateful for yourself because you're the one that took that and did something with it. But yeah, that was a big also transition for me was part of my eating disorder recovery was asking myself, am I moving my body because I love my body and I want to honor it? Or am I moving my body because I hate it and I want to punish it? And on the days that I hate it and I want to punish it, I do not exercise because it's not helpful. So yeah, I imagine a lot of our listeners hear that and can resonate with it. And hopefully they're in the move your body to honor and not move your body to punish place. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's hard to differentiate between the two though. Yeah. But I think having the awareness of it is the first step, right? Like if you don't think about the honoring your body because you love it piece, I don't think you can get there. Right. Because I mean, I think this is, this goes back to like being in elementary school and having to go to gym class and being forced to work out. Like I was a fat kid in high, in high school and elementary school who like had a really hard time with gym. And so it always felt like punishment. And when I became, well, I don't want to call myself an adult. I still don't feel like an adult, but like when I turned like 18 and graduated high school, I started running and loved it. And I was like, Oh my God, it doesn't have to be punishment. Like what a concept. And I feel like in some ways we're set up from childhood to think of it as punishment. Yeah. I was always thick compared to my friends, but like a size, you know, eight, 10 or whatever. I don't know what that was in childhood, like mid, mid range, very athletic, my whole life, very athletic. So I don't remember gym being anything outside of something I loved because I derived a lot of worth from athletics But do you know, when I was in school and I couldn't pay attention, even up until like my sophomore year of high school, because I went to college my junior year, but I would get kicked out of class and told to run to the fence and back. Like my sophomore teachers when I was 15 would kick me out of class to go run because I couldn't pay attention. So you can kind of identify with that use of punishment there. Um, But I remember playing premier soccer and we showed up. I will never forget this. I showed up one day to practice and our coach was pissed at us because we had really like lost a game. We shouldn't have lost and made a lot of errors. And he was like, every single one of you will toe the line and you will run under a six minute mile. And if you don't, you will run it again. And I remember being like, I'm going to be, I like the, I cannot, this body cannot, and will not run under a six minute mile. At my best shape in my entire life would this body never run under a seven minute mile. Yeah. Like that's a crazy fast mile. Like my, my best mile in my life is going to be like a seven twenty, and a bitch would be so fit to do that. Like I'm, I'm fucking currently running like 12 and a half minute miles. Like you gotta fucking be kidding me. Cameron, Cameron, you fucking premier soccer coach, you psycho. And I just remember getting to the starting line and being so ashamed because I knew I was going to be the only girl on our team that made it so that we all had to run another mile. And I think it's a huge disservice that we do to young people to turn such a beautiful way of honoring the body and celebrating the body and what it can do into punishing the body. Because like it was 
in my early twenties, when I realized like what a gift, my body can climb me mountains. It can fucking carry a 35 pound pack on its back. And we can do 45 miles around this mountain in two and a half days. Like that's an incredible thing. Nobody taught me that growing up. And I think it's like a huge disservice. I totally agree. Yeah. It's so interesting. Like I've just fallen in love with exercise in a way that I never would have imagined in high school, like yoga. I used to think yoga was so dumb. I used to make fun of my friend for doing yoga all the time. And then I started, it's literal magic. It's actual magic. I did it right before we started recording. I, I, the first with your coffee in the morning, do you take your coffee cup to the mat in the morning? Because that is sacred space. I start work so early that I just like, I used to, I used to do yoga before work every day, even just like 15 minutes doesn't matter. Right. Like any amount of time. And then now I start work at six o'clock in the morning and I just, there's no fucking way, but I mean, the first five minutes I'm like, Oh, like, I guess like, why am I doing this? And then after minute six, I'm literally like in heaven, just lying there. Like this is everything that I need in my life. I am because the body wants to move. Yoga is so hard. First of all, like I used to think yoga was just laying there. It is like probably the hardest workout that I've ever done, but like, yeah, dripping sweat. For yeah. Sure. But, but just so beautiful. And I, I love it because you can see change in yourself in a way that doesn't have to feel not, not change in that. Like, Oh, I'm skinnier or I'm more fit or whatever, but like, Oh, I can go like a millimeter more in that stretch today. And then there's days where you can't even touch anything and you're just like, Oh my God, this is the worst. But I find it's just like a really accepting practice where you don't have to feel like you're competing with anybody. It's just like, you do you, whatever feels good. You do. If it doesn't feel good, don't do it. I just love that. Yeah. That's exactly where I'm at with my, I don't even like to think of exercise as exercise. Like I really believe the word movement is for me like foundational Cause I don't, I don't like need my body to do that extra millimeter centimeter anymore. I'm just like, like this morning I did like three or four minutes, maybe like five dynamic stretches. And I was like, all right, let's move on with our, you know, like anything to honor. And it sounds like that's where you're at with it too. It's so fucking cool. When you get there, we don't have to like be controlled by it. Essentially. Yeah. Spend hours and hours and hours in front of a, elliptical at the gym late at night with our like nineties throwback movie on our iPad in front of us to get through it. You know, like we've all been there watching, like she's all that on the fucking iPad on super bowl Sunday when everyone else is like eating snacks and drinking beer, but we're trying to punish ourselves. Like I don't know more time any of us to do that anymore. Exactly. Me neither. All right. Well, I feel like that's a good place to wrap this one up. Um, so remember to honor your body with movement and it exercise and movement is not to punish. It's just to feel good and happy and stay regulated. And we hope that you can all feel like that as well. So thank you everybody. And we'll talk to you soon. Hi friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the bold, beautiful borderline podcast. Lori and I are so grateful that you're here with us on this journey and We can't wait to dive into more topics in the future with you all about Borderline and even have some more fun and exciting guests to join us on the podcast. 
If you really enjoyed this episode, we would love if you would rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. We would also love to see you interact with us on social media and on our Patreon page. The links to that are included in the show notes, so check us out there. We would be incredibly honored to get to know you all as you get to know us and our recovery stories. We love you, and we'll see you next time.